You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super excited for today's guests. Brian is the chief Mac man of sellyourmac.com. That is SYM, the world's most trusted and highest rated Apple trade-in company. SYM has paid out over 44 million and has helped over 100,000 customers. And I was one of their customers at some point in my life. (laughs) Brian loves helping individuals and organizations stay up to date on their Apple products. And as a lifelong learner, Brian has become a sommelier a Apple-certified Mac technician, a notary of the Republic, and an ordained minister, and as well as a certified scuba diver like myself. Brian is passionate about empowering and underprivileged students through gifting Apple technology, and he believes in gifting them a Mac that can truly change their lives, their outlook of the world, and their future job prospects. So I'm excited to welcome Brian Burke today to Making Bank. Hey, thanks for having me on, Josh. Super excited to be here and be able to share some insights with you and your audience. So hopefully they can find something really interesting along the way. And a uh, great intro you did there, you know, talking about all the different things I've done. Uh, you know, I can now marry people and do um, the wines at their wedding underwater so we can make it happen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, super cool. Well, I guess tell me a little bit about how you got started. I mean, like, did you become an entrepreneur when you were a kid? Did it happen a little bit later in life? I mean, what kind of got everything started for you? I like to say I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. You know, I've been buying and selling stuff on the sidewalk since I was a little kid. And I got a really big passion for stocks in my teenage years. I was buying and selling a lot of different stocks, um, including Apple and Intel and some stuff like that. And then I got into doing car parts. And then after that, I started focusing on technology mainly in high school or sorry, in college, when people were kind of too lazy to sell their own devices, I started having a knack on eBay to help them sell them. So we were doing that for a while. And uh, that kind of led into my career at Sell Your Mac. You know, when I graduated college, I didn't get the job offers I was looking for at these hedge funds in New York and came back home and just started my eBay company and just grown organically ever since. That's super cool. Actually, it was kind of funny. I'm listening to you like, wait a minute. He sounds, did he read my bio? Did he's like, he sounds just like me. I mean, selling stuff when I was a kid, starting a computer company I did when I was still in high school and awesome. uh, things like that. Stocks. I was, I, I did the AT&T and USAD investment challenge and was doing stock trading and all that after that. So I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like the similar. That's great. You did the challenges. I encourage people, you know, try it with free money, you know, fake money. Right. That's where you, you got to get, get going, get a knack for it. And then when you're doing, you know, real paper trades, you'll learn how to do it in real life. And yeah, there's so many gamified apps out there like Robinhood and stuff like that you can trade for free so they make it super easy now yeah yeah now it's even easier now back then we yeah still had to i think we're paying ten dollars a trade and calling people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's all like apps and everything else so um these days well so i guess tell what, me a little what bit phone about, was um, that that you had there josh this one um the i don't know 11 pro or whatever all right all right we're good then just making sure yeah. Yeah, it's just in a case, EMF case. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, obviously starting young uh, like myself, what were some of the kind of the great things that you took away that have helped you, you know, grow and, you know, become, you know, 
at, you know, as you got out of college and, you know, with sell, you know, with sell my Mac and everything, what were some of those initial things that you took away from be, you know, a kid entrepreneur? I think my biggest thing is having the passion for what you're doing and every single thing I tried selling in my life, I was always passionate about it, but it wasn't until I was working more with Apple products that I, my passion truly took over and was able to kind of push me to do things outside of my uh, comfort zone in terms of the amount of hours I was willing to work, the amount of contacts I wanted to make and stuff like that. And I think when you have that passion, your battery can go so much longer. You know, I was working, you know, 16 hour days every single day. And if I didn't absolutely love what I was doing, there's no way I could have put that time and energy into it. So I encourage people to find something that they're ultra passionate about, and that can turn into something they can make money with. But until they have that passion, they won't be able to put the time in and be you know, truly in it for the long haul. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely you know an important thing. I mean, is, is having that passion, um, you know, with uh, you know, with really understanding what you love, you know, I think is super important. I think the what passion was... kind of leads to perseverance too. Like when you're when you're passionate about something and you hit a, hit a wall, you're able to push through it because you know that you want to win uh, to kind of see your passion through it. Versus if you didn't care about it as much, you might just give up. So I think that perseverance and grit really comes uh, hand in hand with passion for success. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with, you know, kind of the, um, you know, perseverance and everything, I mean, how has that like really helped you now, you know, with what you're doing? Well, I've had a couple of times that have been really rough. Um, you know, we've had some failures in the past where we lost a lot of money, uh, particularly a really big scam um, mm. that happened back in about 2010 now but we were scammed for over a quarter million dollars on a large Apple deal we were trying to purchase. And I had to prepay a large portion of it and you know everything checked out. It was a real company, real person. He was an outstanding member of his community, but in the end we still got scammed. And it was an international deal. The money was wired. There was no, there was no getting it back. Um, and you know, we won a court case and damages and all that. But when you're abroad, it's very hard to collect. And this uh, particular individual actually fled the country. Um, oh, wow. So the, there's, there's no more getting the money back now. But through the lesson of perseverance, I was able to rise above. And it took me years to pay off that debt uh, after mm -hmm. borrowing the funds to kind of immediately shore up the company. And it was, it was really rough. I mean, I was nights I was crying myself to sleep and didn't know if I could continue and stuff like that. Um, and by kind of, you know, rallying and, you know, going back to the, the grit and the passion that I had, I was able to kind of push through and keep working to make profits and then ultimately, you know, be able to be, be able to pay off that large debt that we had. Wow. Was there anything looking back now? You're like, okay, you know, obviously hindsight's, you know, 2020, what would you have done different? You know, you're like, everything checked out. It looked great. It was the deal. Ah. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do differently. I will not wire money internationally, and I will hardly ever do it, even in the United States. I tell people I will pay them on my credit card. I will pay the fee. I'll pay them on PayPal and pay the fee. If they don't like that, then I almost assume it's a scam. Because why wouldn't you let me pay the fees? It's really right. that simple. Uh, yeah. And I've every single time I've been scammed since or have been other scams, they've all been on my credit card and I've been reimbursed in full. So it, the, the lesson did work. <laughs> <laughs> it did work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, and, that, and that's good that you, you know, were able to, you know, recover that, you know, in the future. Cause I mean, you can see it's just, I it mean, obviously seven years, Josh, to just to pay it back and get it. Wow. <laughs> it's what, um, you know, obviously, you know, during that time and, you know, and having that, 
and with the continued, you know, change of technology and always new products coming out from Apple, which is great for you. People always have a trade in. I love new products. <laughs> You're like, keep them coming. Please. Uh, new watches coming out this year, new phones in about a month. So it's right. You know, uh, iPhone 13, baby. That's right. So with, with that and, you know, with the change of technology, you're always having an opportunity for growth in your company. What are some of the challenges, though, that you do see with that technology always changing and then you, uh, I guess, managing and balancing, you know, the trade-in opportunities to what's coming out? Well, there's certainly a lot of challenges. Uh, one of the bigger ones unrelated to the actual technology itself is there's just so many more competitors in our space. You know, both from large companies getting into it and recyclers kind of seeing that there's not as great commodity opportunities and they're trying to get into more of the, you know, IT asset disposition and all the IT sales. And um, the biggest thing I'm kind of seeing, you know, on the tech side itself is just the investments it takes to stay relevant and to keep your, uh, keep it as fast and safe and easy as it needs to be for the customer. So, you know, we're constantly reinvesting money into our, our quote app, which is like the form you fill out when you're getting a price on your product. Like this last year, we added a feature that you can put your serial number in. So put your serial number in, it decodes everything. You don't have to know what product it is and you still have to pick if it's, you know, good condition and stuff like that. Sure. You basically get an instant price from there. So it takes away a lot of the guesswork and trying to find your specs. So that's been really helpful. But things like that just take an incredible amount of, you know, time, uh, you know, human time and cost to get these things done. So I think there's just going to be a lot of reinvestment in the future to stay ahead of the curve and stay relevant. And as a, you know, smaller company, it's you know, much harder to do than some of these, you know, Goliaths out there that are, you know, billion dollar businesses and stuff like that. And they have a lot, lot bigger uh, tech funds. You know, it's very small margins in this business because it is so competitive. So trying to constantly have enough money to, reinvest in, in the business itself and also, you know, keep your uh, team member salary growing and stuff like that is always a challenge. And for you guys, I mean, where does the, like the, your reinvestments go? I mean, is it into the tech app side of stuff or is it, um, you know, or is it set aside for, you know, being able to buy, you know, more uh, gear back and things like that? Or I Definitely guess inventory, both. you know what I mean? You know, the, the front and the back end of the tech. So, you know, obviously the front side of the website, everyone can see, but the back end has so much that's driving it. And we're kind of constantly implementing new workflows to help streamline operations for our, our employees and also for our customers to get, you know, better communication and faster communication and stuff like that. Uh, you know, for instance, when you're going through our process, as soon as your item is wiped, you get an email saying your device is wiped, you're all safe. You know, when your payment's ready, you get a, an email saying, hey, your payment's coming, here's the information. So kind of all those different touch points we work on there. Um, and then also, yeah, trying to shore up extra funds to purchase inventory. You know, we have a credit line and we have credit cards we use and stuff like that. Uh, but inventory is the number one thing we're spending money on each month. And uh, to keep an inventory that, you know, has enough products that everyone can be interested in is, you know, certainly tough. You know, we could have a million dollars of inventory anytime. Uh, so you need a lot of, a lot of cash on hand to, you know, keep it flush. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess that would be a big thing is, I mean, if you don't have the inventory to sell back to people. <laughs> It's, you got to keep know, it in stock. So yeah, we're right. constantly buying and selling and trying to have enough in stock that you can have, you know, kind of the, the breadth of products that everyone's looking for. For sure. Do you guys 
look to sell more one-off individually to somebody, or do you guys try to sell more of a bulk to some of these bigger companies, you know, aggregate products and then sell yeah. off like a, a bin of them? Mostly one-off, you know, we do like to sell a lot on our e-commerce site, renewedmax.com. Um, we also sell a lot on eBay and smart channels like that. Uh, we do some bulk deals, but usually it's depending on what we have in stock. If we had thousands of the exact same item, we probably like to sell it in bulk from a, you know, operation efficiency standpoint. But most of the time we can get better margin for the products if we do sell them individually. So that's kind of a value hat, value add that we have versus some other companies that only sell B2B is that we'll do a lot of these, you know, uh, straight to consumer sales via our website and eBay and stuff like that. And uh, we also really like touching the end consumer. You know, we like knowing that we're finding this Mac a new home and that they're going to benefit sure. from it. So there's also um, just just some pride and passion in, in helping so many end users, you know, get an Apple product that they might, might not otherwise be able to afford. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, NFTs, investing is all an ever-changing landscape these days. And for me, the Modern Finance Podcast hosted by Kevin Rose is a great place to listen to the latest trends in crypto and brush up on the fundamentals. Crypto isn't for everyone until you listen to Modern Finance. Modern Finance is the crypto show for the novice and expert alike. Their mission is to demystify crypto and the world of NFTs without dumbing it down. True venture partner Kevin Rose interviews top tech experts and entrepreneurs exploring the modern finance tools and helping others understand crypto, NFTs, and even traditional finance hacks. Modern Finance offers two shows on a single podcast feed, one weekly consensus episodes that explores weekly news and distills it into digestible information, and then the deeper interviews, which I love, with individual crypto founders and NFT artists. Don't let your crypto guy friend be the life of the party. By listening to Modern Finance, you will feel well-equipped to discuss and understand the crypto and NFT landscape. Feel informed about your investments and don't miss out on the next big thing in crypto or NFTs. Join Kevin Rose on the Modern Finance Podcast every single week so you don't miss a beat. Ten years ago, some people called cryptocurrency a scam. Five years ago, people thought it was a fad. And now it's already over a trillion dollar market and growing. The Modern Finance Podcast helps you make sense of all the coins, NFTs, and chaos. Now is the time to equip yourself with the knowledge of where things are going. The financial landscape is harder than ever to navigate, but you don't have to do it alone. Download and subscribe to Modern Finance wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Modern Finance wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't be the last person on the next train out. Listen to Modern Finance and get ahead of the future of finance. For you, from a, a growth standpoint, I mean, obviously, when you first started, it was you. <laughs> you were doing everything just like a normal entrepreneur when you, well, I guess, yep. and, a normal entrepreneur that didn't go out and raise funds or anything like that. You're doing everything. All bootstrapped. You don't have all the cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no fun to go out and hire people. You hire people organically as you make enough money to physically be able to make the hires. <laughs> that's right. So, how has that looked for you, you know, growing it, you know, from just you to I don't how big is your team now? Uh, so the team now is 21 team members. Okay. So, you know, the first year I basically did it all by myself. And then I brought in two people to help me test devices the second year. Um, and then a few years after that, uh, I had like five or six people, you know, working out of the house. 
And then we outgrew the house, went to a, a warehouse, and I had about seven, eight people at that point. And then uh, I think about six, seven years ago, we moved to our current location in Blue Ash and uh, kind of grown from probably the 10 or 12 we had at the time up to the 21 now. And we've been right around 20 for the last couple of years. Um, that's been kind of a good good place for us in terms of you know operational efficiency and the amount of size we physical size we have at the warehouse. You know, we only have so much office space and place for people to work. So we're you know kind of like maxed out right now in, in terms of the amount of space we have for you know people to work, uh, especially being socially distanced and stuff like that. Right. What um, you know through the growth of it, I mean, what's been the biggest challenge? You know, I guess hiring employees, you know, building your team. It hasn't been a really big challenge hiring employees. Okay. I definitely hear that, you know, more and more now that it's such a tough job market. And, you know, I guess we're fortunate that our business has a good name and it is a growing company that when people are looking at it, they are interested. So we've been able to make every hire we've wanted to recently um, without too much trouble. And uh, my best success has been using Indeed. You know, their algorithm, when you go through yeah. and you pick all these different, um, you know, questions about the hire and then you like review, um, I don't know if they're fake resumes or just resumes they have on file as examples, but they really match it up to exactly what you're looking for. And after you've answered those questions, they send everyone they send you is almost a perfect fit. Um, so it's been really good for us there. That's cool. And then with Indeed, I mean, do you guys, are you guys just, we've used them in the past, so that's what I'm asking. I mean, do you guys use their kind of their service that screens all that initially or... You just kind of. I didn't. I, I paid. You know, I did promoted resumes. So you know, you, you pay. It's like they're ten or fifteen dollars. You know, uh, per applicant they send you, sure. and that that was helpful. Um, but that's the only service we did there. And you know, I, I just okay. did uh, the pre screening all the resumes up front to allow their their tool to find the right ones for me, and that seemed to work out. Has it worked that's out awesome. well for you too? Uh, we've always had good, yeah, good success. I and mean, most re little recently, the job pool is a little smaller right now. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I will so say I try to use LinkedIn because I'm, I'm so active on LinkedIn. I was hoping that would be the perfect tool for me. But most of the applicants were all international, even though the job I put was local only. And so I, I didn't find what I was looking for there. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Somehow indeed still still good to find them and you know, it can still pull people in compared to some of the other platforms. How big is your company now? Uh, we are um, right around 20, similar to you guys. So we, nice. we make everything, all of our stuff's done right here in Akron and our facility here and stuff. So it's a good like manageable size, I feel like. Once you get to the, you know 50 to 100, you can't even know everyone's name at that point. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. And you got to have like operational director. It's, we're getting kind of on the border there where I know yeah. the next phase of growth will need that for sure um, overall and everything. But with the company and everything... Where do you see, obviously, technology changing, you guys are growing, you know, how do you guys consistently position yourself um, to stay ahead of the big guys? Um, I know you said kind of tech and website and things like that. But I mean, getting out there, staying in that forefront, um, being the leader, um, obviously, you got a great name. So that's always helpful. The name definitely helps. Yeah. I think for us, it's all about the customer service. You know, we continue okay. to continue to be number one in the world when it comes to Apple trade in on any of the websites that we get rated on, whether it's, uh, you know, Google, Facebook, uh, reseller ratings, BBB, any of those websites, we literally are number one in the world. And that's helped us out stay, stay ahead of it. Um, also been investing a lot of money into SEO. 
And uh, it's a lot of content creation. I don't think enough people realize how much content is really needed to stay ahead of the curve there. Um, so we added thousands of new pages in the website last year, for example. And if you search for most Mac terms, we're number one in the world on Google. So if you wow. say, you know, where should I sell my Mac or how do I sell my Mac? You know, we're going to pop up number one. And uh, being that go-to resource on Google has been very helpful to us as well. And on another front, I would say I'm using LinkedIn to stay ahead in terms of getting the name out there, uh, you know, trying to do a lot of branded content. And I've been branding myself as Brian the Mac Man in my blue suit, obviously. And that's really helped out uh, from people finding out about us. And I have an opportunity or deal almost every single day in my LinkedIn uh, messages box. So uh, very, very fun journey there. That's awesome. And so you're making con like um, video content and things like that that you're pushing out there into, yeah. into the ecosphere. And just making general posts. I think there's a there's a stigma sometimes around making content that's um, you know not personal or not not branded. You know, people want people think it's only for business, but really content that is you know, inspirational or showing kindness that uh, is just something that you can go find it anywhere on the web. People just love seeing it and they love those messages. And that can help you reach a business audience, even though that message itself isn't necessarily about business. Just having a strong um, headline, you know, my headline says I bought $45 million of Map Apple products and that leads people right to my profile no matter what I post. So I'm finding just posting more engaging content is the way to win on LinkedIn. Awesome. For you, what's kind of been like your top three Obviously, you said like passion, you know, loving what you do and everything. But what's kind of your top three drivers that kind of just keep you coming in every day, you know, keep you growing the business, want to stay with it? I have to say passion again, but it's on multiple fronts. So, I mean, I have a passion uh, for people and for Apple and for my family. So I'm very passionate about the people at my company. I want them to all excel and I want to help out all the people that we're delivering Apple products to and getting and giving cash to all the people um, that you know need the money to go out and buy their next product. And then I'm very passionate about Apple itself. So I mean, I love the technology. I you know live and breathe it. I'm on my devices you know all the time for better or for worse. And uh, also very passionate about my family. And I want to do I want to do well for them. You know I. Um, I am very fortunate that I, I grew up in a, a good household and I want to give that to my, my kids as well. And I have three little kids now, so a lot, a lot of room to grow and it's going to be a long journey ahead. And I want to make sure it's a very successful one for them. So I want to be a, a good role model, um, both as an entrepreneur and as a dad. That's awesome. And you, and you know, kind of when I was introing you and too, you mentioned about, you know, empowering underprivileged students and gifting Apple technology. I mean, what, what do you do on that side of things? So we have a program called Trading for a Purpose. And people can either use that promo code Trading for a Purpose and we'll donate $20 to the fund that gifts products. Or they can donate their device directly and we'll donate that device on. Um, so a couple of different ways to do that. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of gifting over the years. And I'm finally making it, you know, official now with this program. So it's been kind of fun for me. Um, although the last year I have not done any in-person gifting, really, it's been, been a big challenge. So I used to go right. like different events and I was saying students would receive the computers live. Um, I've been trying to do some more, more remote gifting. I've gifted a few computers on LinkedIn, for example, and stuff like that. And I did just gift last month at a, a laptop to a student at Xavier, uh, this guy, Michael Ray, who's pretty big on LinkedIn. He posts, uh, inspirational content every day doing really fun, random acts of kindness. And he came in town and we just gifted a computer on the spot to this student at Xavier. And that was very thrilling. Um, so I definitely want to do more gifting. I can definitely see how it changes lives. 
Um, just hearing some of the stories these kids come and tell me, you know, the other year we gifted, gifted like 17 max to a group of the boys and girls club. And they were all people that won these scholarship awards and stuff like that. So really focus on people that are, you know, doing really well in their studies to make sure they're going to use them. But then hearing what they do, I mean, one kid started a teacher business, one wrote their first novel, you know, so stuff like that. So it's really good to hear back from people to know they're putting these things to use. And that helps encourage me and my team to you know do more gifting. And if anyone actually is listening to this right now, I have a bunch of IMAX I'm ready to gift out. So hit me up. I got some IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's super cool. And I mean, I think that's a huge part of it. I mean, you know, obviously growing the business and doing everything that you love, but then, you know, you have a, you're in a great position and have a huge opportunity to help kids that may not have the opportunity to get a Mac or get some kind of technology. No, it's really fun. I mean, you know, if they're using a computer at school, they might not have one at home. And it's just that, that game changer that they have something that they can learn and work on at home. You know, I, I had a Mac or yeah, I had a Mac when I was growing up in grade school, I could, uh, I could use and the internet was barely around, but there was still so much to learn. So the opportunities now are just endless. I mean, you can be on, uh, you know, YouTube or Khan Academy or wherever, just, you know, learning all day if you have access to technology. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, where can people get more information about what you have going on and, and, and the company and everything? Well, if you want to buy or sell a Mac, you can go straight to sellyourmac.com. And if you want to connect with me, I recommend going to LinkedIn. And you can go to linkedin.com slash IN slash Brian the Mac Man. And you'll find me there. And uh, yeah, if you search for anything Brian the Mac Man on the internet, I think I'm bound to pop up. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. And I'm sure Josh will put some links in his show notes for everyone to take a peek at. Yep, definitely. We'll have them down here as well. And then uh, just one last thing before we wrap up. What's something you're like, oh man, I was hoping Josh was to ask this, but he didn't ask me this question yet. So I really want to make sure everybody knows this or get, <laughs> get, this, or get this out there before we wrap up. <laughs> we didn't talk about any of my LinkedIn services. So I did become a LinkedIn uh, speaker recently. I have been working with a group called Vistage, which is a CEO roundtable and executive group. And I became a certified speaker there a few months ago. So I've been going around doing these talks and helping people optimize their LinkedIn. So either uh, as a person or as a business, I can help people directly and show you how to optimize your content to gain more business through engagement. And uh, so I do those master classes, you know, live or virtually. And I also do uh, personal LinkedIn coaching now, too. So it's been really fun to help more people, uh, you know, excel on LinkedIn. And I'm only a few years into my journey, but, it, you know, there's a lot of opportunity on there. Awesome. Well, guys, make sure you guys really check out what uh, Brian's doing. Uh, take some notes, uh, go back, watch, listen to this again. And different things that Brian's mentioned, you know, from passion to how he's created and grown his business that you can take and start applying today, um, whether it's in your, uh, for your business, whether your personal life and, you know, find what you love to do, uh, go after it and, you know, persevere through the hard times just like he did. And, you know, just really, uh, check out what Brian's doing with, um, you know, sell my Mac and Brian, I appreciate you coming on making Thanks, banks. Josh. Today. Hey, find that time. passion, everyone and get started. Getting started is the number one key. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. I am Josh Felbert. You were watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.